Kim Kardashian, Batman, Michelle Obama, and Joe Rogan. I am inclined to believe that these four might have somewhat different followings. Yet, these pop culture titans are amongst the many that will now utilize Spotify to have a uniquely personal line of communication with their fans through exclusive podcasts. But if you think that exclusive content is the extent of Spotify's master plan to conquer podcasting, you are sorely mistaken. Well, this week we saw Michelle Obama's Spotify-exclusive relationships podcast get a launch date, what received less attention is Spotify this week launching a podcast charts feature within the platform. Now, what are the implications of podcast charts being featured on a platform that's historically been used for streaming music? Is Spotify preparing for a world in which they will be seen as the go-to platform for podcasts? Well, that hunch is certainly in line with their master plan. Spotify's ongoing quest to dominate podcasting goes far beyond exclusive content. In actuality, this is a story of one company's recent industry-disrupting strategy to own the podcasting space. All of this and more will be explored today on Tube Circuit. I'm Dylan Harari. I've always cringed when people refer to certain news as breaking the internet. To me, it's used far too liberally to describe any sort of update or innovation within a certain vertical, no matter how small of a splash. But where I can give a recent exception is when Joe Rogan announced on May 19th of 2020 that he would soon be taking his podcast exclusively to Spotify. Now, whether you are Silicon Valley tech bro or a mother in the Midwest, as long as you had internet access, you probably knew that this was a big deal. The Joe Rogan Experience, the number one podcast in the United States with 190 million downloads per month, would soon be exclusive to Spotify. Now, if you don't know, Joe Rogan has established a loyal, cult-like following for his podcast, in which he holds conversations with fellow comedians, political pundits, scientists, really anyone he finds interesting at that moment. He's genuine and unapologetically himself. This has helped his show earn the title of Oprah for Men. And with 190 million downloads per month, it's safe to assume that he's bringing in $3 million in ads per month on the low end. Forbes estimates that Rogan made $30 million last year. That's why it's no surprise that Spotify paid upwards of $100 million to have his podcast exclusive to their platform. But this is far from the only action Spotify has recently taken to fill a roster of impressive exclusive podcasts. Going back to February of 2019, CEO Daniel Ek said that the company planned on spending $500 million in that year alone to grow its podcasting business. The next few months saw acquisitions of established podcasting networks like the sports network The Ringer, the network of the wildly popular Reply All, Gimlet Media and the crime and mystery network Parcast. In addition, Spotify announced contracts with Kim Kardashian West for a criminal justice reform podcast, a deal with the Obama's Higher Ground Productions to create multiple original podcasts, and recently deals with DC Comics for podcasts surrounding Batman and Harley Quinn. By all estimates, they exceeded their goal of $500 million podcasting spend in 2019, and of course, 
That figure doesn't even account for the 2020 Joe Rogan and DC Comics deals. This is the Spotify podcasting news that you've probably already been aware of to some extent. But as I teased earlier, having a roster of impressive exclusive podcasts is far from the extent to Spotify's master plan. It is only one aspect of their larger strategy to disrupt and own this industry. But in order to understand the power of their moves outside of Spotify Originals, it's important to know a bit more about the podcasting industry as a whole. Podcasting in the United States is a wildly profitable industry, and all indicators say this trajectory will only be going upwards. Here's a timeline for you. In 2018, U.S. podcasting brought $479 million in revenue. In 2019, U.S. podcasting brought $708 million in revenue. But in 2020, U.S. podcasting revenue is expected to near $1 billion by the end of the year. Well, the uncertainty that has come with COVID-19 has caused 2020 revenue to be marginally less than its initial projections. 18% of adults say that quarantine has them listening to podcasts more than they did before, and a whopping 31% of Gen Z are saying the same. Currently, 32% of people in the U.S. over the age of 12 listen to a podcast every month. Podcasting is going to continue to be a huge industry with or without commuting. Now, historically, who has dominated the podcasting space? 2018 data from Anchor showed that 52% of podcast listeners tune in through Apple's built-in podcast app, while 19% listen through Spotify. That's because in 2018, Spotify's approach was very similar to that of Apple's. You can listen to your favorite widely distributed podcast on our platform. When you're listening to music on Spotify and you want to switch over to a podcast, do it within the same app. Simple. This is because the strategy for podcasting has historically been around just having a platform that people use to listen to their podcasts. Apple has had a hold on the podcasting industry for some time due to the podcasting app that's built into all iOS operating systems. But they didn't proactively make any efforts to sell ads, take a stake in ads through their platform, or develop original content. Many attribute this to Apple's famous pro-privacy stance, which makes it difficult to compete in an industry that is supported by ads. This may come as a shock for many, but your personal data is used for advertising. I, I know, I, I could not believe it either. Now, Spotify already has a leg up on Apple in terms of solely music. Apple Music has around 80 million people paying for a subscription, while Spotify has around 130 million people paying for a subscription. And importantly, Apple Music only has a paid tier. For Spotify, in addition to their 130 million who pay for a subscription, they hold another 156 million who use the platform free in their ad-supported tier. But in 2019, it clearly dawned on Spotify that merely having a platform in which people can listen to their favorite widely distributed podcasts is minuscule in comparison to what this industry could be. They realize that how many think Netflix when they hear the word streaming, a few pivotal moves could make people think Spotify when they hear the word podcasting. And on that note, Spotify's current CFO, Barry McCarthy, was the former CFO of Netflix prior to 2015. 
In a 2019 chat at the Morgan Stanley Conference, McCarthy said, quote, Netflix video model can be applied to podcasts at Spotify. That means building super good predictive algorithms like we developed at Netflix. And that is what they've done. In one of their earlier podcasting moves outside of acquiring original content, Spotify launched Your Daily Podcasts, which uses an algorithm to curate podcasts specifically for you. Using your listening history, your daily podcasts find podcasts that will likely fit your unique tastes. As 67% of people find their favorite podcasts through a recommendation, this alone was hugely innovative. Furthering this move, though, in April of 2020, Spotify launched curated podcast playlists, where podcast curators find podcasts that fit within very specific genres— a few examples would be Spooky Stories, Latinx and Proud, Hollywood Buds, Conspiracy Theories, and much more. Now, despite these impressive innovations, Spotify is nearing $1 billion in spend across 2019-2020 for their master plan to dominate podcasting. And as we discussed earlier, U.S. podcasting as a whole is expected to near $1 billion in total revenue for 2020. Beyond getting more premium subscribers to their platform, how will they make this profitable in the long run? All of the exclusive Spotify content will be free to listen to, but ad-supported. Even with a premium account, there will be ads. That's why Spotify is ensuring that they will forever change the way we think of podcast advertising. In January of 2020, Spotify launched Streaming Ad Insertion, that has aimed to revolutionize the way brands look for advertising placements on podcasts. Historically, most podcast advertisements have been native ads. A native ad is an advertisement that is baked into a podcast. Think of when a podcaster, mid-rant or conversation, interrupts in order to talk to their audience directly about a product or service. Everyone listening to that episode gets the same ad. In 2018, 63% of podcast ads were native ads, but that is down from 67% in 2017. But with Spotify's streaming ad insertion, they want to ensure that the new norm becomes dynamic advertisements, ads that are inserted based off of specific targeting. That means if you and I were both to listen to the newest episode of Dr. Phil's podcast, something I know we both listen to, we would get different ads based off of the data that the company has about us, dynamically inserted. Spotify will take the information it has about me or you through our music listening habits, as well as our age, race, and frankly, probably other paranoia-inducing information that the service knows about you in order to target ads. It resembles the way that, say, you look at a web advertisement and think, how on earth did they know I was thinking about buying a Frisbee? Now, Beyond a brilliant way to monetize, this plays nicely into Spotify's strategy to get far more podcasters to trust their platform over any other to primarily focus their podcasting. Spotify realized that getting exclusive content as well as advertising dollars will only take them so far. In order to become the dominant force in podcasting, they need to build out a sustainable system in which new podcasters will look to Spotify in order to start and then grow over time. 
That's why in 2019, as Spotify went around acquiring multiple podcast networks, what received less attention in the news was Spotify's acquisitions of Anchor and Soundtrap. Anchor provides creators with tools to build, publish, and monetize podcasts. Soundtrap, meanwhile, acts as a Google Docs for podcast mastering, allowing a team to work together on one file with an advanced suite of editing tools. This alone is huge for beginning podcasts, as many don't know the first thing about digital editing outside of maybe the iMovie they made in high school chemistry class. Spotify is holding their hand in the beginning and during this incredibly crucial process. In addition, podcasters have long lacked hyper-detailed information about their audience base. But when using Anchor, creators now get Spotify's abundant listener data. This can help them make informed decisions not only about advertisements, but also about future topics to discuss for episodes. And now, in the Spotify for Podcasters dashboard, you will receive a notification when your show gets included into a playlist. Most importantly for what the future will look like for podcasters on Spotify, Charlie Hellman, the VP and head of Spotify's Marketplace, has said that while creators currently can't submit their shows for inclusion on podcast playlists, that over time, as we fine-tune the format that's working with listeners, we'll try to bring back any opportunities for podcasters to better participate. Now, this is where I think it's important for everyone to take a step back. There are more podcast stories than I could possibly list about nobodies who have started podcasting in their niche interest and before they knew it, became celebrities within these communities. It's fair to say that it's equal parts luck and hard work that allow for these inspiring tales. But podcasters have always been more or less indifferent about the platform in which people listen to their podcast on. Whether they want to listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, doesn't really matter all in all. A listen is a listen, regardless of where it comes from. But with Spotify's new moves, imagine if you're an everyday Joe who wants to build out a podcast. You have a full-time job, or at the very least, you don't want to put in the time to execute a wildly elaborate cross-platform strategy. In terms of listenership, you know that a few friends of yours will listen, or at least say they do, and your mother will definitely listen and leave a great review. If you really want to gain momentum, where are you going to focus your attention? I'd say that most beginning podcasters will opt for the platform that gives them editing and producing tools, unique listener data, and can algorithmically get their podcast in front of people who are interested in their topic but wouldn't be able to find it easily otherwise. Keep in mind, 67% of people say that they found their favorite podcast through someone recommending it to them. Furthermore, do you think the call to action on social media will be, hey guys, listen to my podcast wherever you listen to podcasts? Or will you have a vested interest in it gaining momentum on Spotify, therefore trying to get your listeners to tune in through that platform? Now, you're probably wondering, with this brilliantly executed strategy so far, has it been paying off for Spotify? In terms of getting more users to adopt their system, Spotify says it now lists more than a million podcasts, and during the first quarter of 2020, 70% of those shows were created with Anchor. 
But outside of that, how successful has Spotify been thus far in the plan to dominate podcasting? As we discussed earlier, in 2018, prior to implementing a podcast-conquering strategy, 52% of podcast listeners use the built-in Apple Podcasting app, while 19 were listening through Spotify. Frankly, to give a very anticlimactic answer, the current data is still unclear. The most important country is, of course, the United States, and it seems as if Apple Podcasts is still in the lead. But we know that prior to the landmark moves made by Spotify in order to dominate podcasting, the service was already gaining significant momentum in some European countries. For Germany, in January of 2019, Apple Podcasts accounted for 45% of all podcast episodes streamed or downloaded. Spotify was well behind at 20%. 45% Apple Podcasts, 20% Spotify. But by December, 11 months later, Apple had 36% of podcast streams, while Spotify accounted for 34% of podcast streams. In October of 2019, Spotify became the most listened-to platform for podcasts in Sweden, which is significant because a staggering 36% of Swedes listen to podcasts. In addition, Spotify has recently taken the number one spot in many smaller European countries. But amongst those who already have been Spotify users, there's been a noticeable uptick. Edison research shows that of March 2019, 53% of monthly Spotify listeners, 12 to 24 years old, listen to a podcast on the platform. That is up from 32% in 2018. In 2019, when making the massive investment into podcasting, CEO Daniel Ack said that they believed the future of Spotify will be one in which 20% of all listening is non-music content. As of February 2020, Spotify reported that 16% of its users listen to podcasts. And since quarantine, it's safe to assume those numbers have gone up. Now, if you're thinking to yourself, how have all of these companies sat idly by as Spotify is making such huge swings within this industry, I can assure you that there's effort by many to play catch up. In 2019, Sirius XM acquired Pandora and subsequently placed many of their top Sirius shows on Pandora as podcasts. And last week, Sirius XM purchased Stitcher for $325 million. Stitcher is a platform that allows users to create, distribute, and monetize podcasts. Importantly, Stitcher owns the production company Earwolf, meaning that some of the original podcasts that will be coming to Sirius XM will be Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, Comedy Bang Bang, and WTF with Mark Marin. Three massive comedy podcasts is huge, as comedy is the most popular podcasting genre. Apple as well has realized that they got too complacent in their role as the number one platform for podcasts. Last month, it was announced that a For You podcast feature is imminent, which will allow consumers to have podcasts that are algorithmically tailored to their detected tastes. Now, does that sound familiar? A May 2020 report by Bloomberg states that Apple is going to start focusing on original podcasts, which they hope to tie into their Apple TV+. This will act as a podcast spin-off of Apple TV programs. And in addition, last week, Apple launched Apple News Today in order to compete with wildly popular daily news podcasts like The Daily. 
Each podcast will be around eight minutes long, focusing on the most important stories from the day. This is their first foray into original podcasts. Clearly, they see that Spotify will soon be taking control. Spotify is in a position to completely reshape the podcasting landscape, and they know it. This strategy goes far beyond the original content. The original content, don't get me wrong, is huge. But what's more impressive is that Spotify was able to look at podcasting's climbing year-over-year listenership and revenue numbers and realize that they could conquer this industry. By the looks of it, the Apple Podcasts app has been the go-to for no other reason than it's an automatically installed app that largely prints the word podcasts. Were they doing anything especially unique? Not at all. They were merely a platform. Spotify has realized that if they go above and beyond to provide listeners exciting original content, people will gravitate to their platform. That's a no-brainer. The brilliance behind their strategy is evident in building a culture in which podcasting starts from the ground up through Spotify's suite of tools. When you gain a little momentum through their curated playlist delivered to your target audience, you can use their unique data to influence your future content. As your future content, led by the data, begins to gain more momentum, Spotify's dynamic ad insertions will lead advertisers to successful campaigns brought through your podcast. Before you know it, there is an ecosystem of creators focusing their attention on Spotify for podcasting, brands utilizing Spotify's data for better targeted campaigns, and the connected success of the two bringing more content to the platform, leading listeners to go to Spotify for podcasts. The master plan is in its infancy, but in no time, Spotify will be the platform for podcasts. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Tube Circuit, Exploring Digital Media. Music